honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Podbean, <laughs> Stitcher, Double Twist. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. The sun is shining. It's beautiful. It's just starting to warm up. It's starting to after it got super cold. But you know how that works here in Minnesota and the Twin Cities at least, not the other parts of the world. Um, and the Timberwolves are dominating teams. They're killing mosquitoes with an axe. The old saying, kill a mosquito with an axe or squash it with an axe, whatever the heck. I don't know if you can squash it with an axe. Yeah, but making even contact with a mosquito <laughs> with an axe is kind of an accomplishment in a way at times, I suppose, as well. But the Timberwolves absolutely annihilate Oklahoma City and Portland twice and go 4-0 and and accomplish a six-game winning streak. The sad part is, the six-game win streak is the first since 2004, about pretty much about a generation ago, and a lot of us uh, Gen Xs weren't even, you know, well, the younger version of the Gen Xs, we weren't in our 30s yet. Uh, it was even before Timberwolves Explosion existed. Wow, right? Yeah, because Timberwolves Explosion existed in August 2008, and in the form of Paladino Live in January 2008. Yeah, it's been a while. I haven't had a six-game win streak in the history of Timberwolves Explosion, so I guess there's a first for everything. <laughs> yeah, there's a first for everything, but, well, hey, first six-game win streak might as well happen now, as the Wolves are now nine games above 500 and still stuck in seventh place in the West. Come on, man. But... Only two games behind Denver, which would be the sixth seed. And only four games behind Utah, which would be first place in the Northwest Division. So, we'll see. We'll see. Got to take care of business in Florida. Orlando is only 17-50. and 50. Miami's got a much better record. They're actually in first place in the Eastern Conference. But far inferior to the, the top heavy West, is particularly the future 2022 NBA champion Phoenix Suns. At least I, I think there's a good chance of that happening. We'll see. They, they better. It's about damn time. You know, just like the Minnesota Vikings, for Phoenix, it's time. It's time. <laughs> Come on. This is this is time to win. Uh, the Wolves love the Florida two-step, which is usually not a friendly situation. So four games to review, four games to preview. Or at Orlando, at Miami, at San Antonio Spurs on Monday. This is again Friday, Saturday for Orlando, Miami. And then Wednesday, the Los Angeles Lakers visit Target Center. The Timberwolves come back for a two-game home stretch. With Los Angeles, Milwaukee, head to Dallas. Then we play the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> we'll be talking about all that in the next show. That's three games to preview next week. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going way ahead of myself, but why the hell not? Let's uh, get started here. <clears throat> Starting out March with a bang here. Five and oh, five and oh. Yep, not including the Golden State win because we already, well, yeah, it is including it, but uh, we're not including it on this show. We talked about that last week. Uh, you know, 138-101. Yep, again, killing Mosquito with an axe Friday, March the 4th. 138-101. to I mean, who could predict scores like this? I, you know, that would be just kind of mean. Nas Reed had an awesome week, and the Wolves did open up the bench because why the hell not? You're winning by 25-30 points in the fourth quarter, and you're up by this much and that much. Though, of course, the games didn't necessarily start that great. SGA with 33 points for... The Oklahoma City Thunder, he was great. The rest of the team was mediocre at best. And I know Aaron Wiggins, what the heck? We'll see him later. Aaron Wiggins and Aaron Wiggins. No, there's only one Aaron Wiggins, and there's an Andrew Wiggins, and there's a and there's a Jermaine Wiggins, and there's a, a Candace Wiggins. And, <laughs> yeah, they're all over the place. Where am I now? Uh, Derek Favors, yeah, it's funny. He's on that roster. Derek Favors didn't come close to where people thought he was going to be, did he? Nas Reed, though, 20 points off the bench. Torian Prince, 18 points off the bench. Prince and Noel. Noel, Noel. Okay, but yeah, Prince and Reed, actually, is what I'm really trying to say. Did great. Malik Beasley had an awesome week and a historic game 
against the Oklahoma City Thunder next time around. Oklahoma City wearing the gray jerseys. I'm not sure what the, the gray is, but I, but it looks okay. It's, it's all right. It's just different, I guess. Overall, though, again, no uh, Anthony Edwards was able to rest during the course of this week. What's going on with uh, Jaden McDaniels? Only one rebound, but he joined wind up with 16 points in those corner threes. A couple of them. He made three in the game, anyway. Malik Beasley, 50% from downtown. He attempted only one shot. That wasn't a three-pointer, and we'll talk about that some more against Oklahoma City. He likes shooting threes against uh, Oklahoma City. He doesn't like to go beyond the arc a whole lot. He missed his only two-point attempt in this game. So to think he shot one two-point attempt in two games versus Oklahoma City and missed it. Interesting. That's a stat to, to take home, I suppose. Nas Reed, 8 of 8. He made two three-pointers. He made every shot from the floor, 20 points. And he didn't block a shot or get a steal. Come on, Nas. What are you doing out there? What, what, what is that? Okay, sorry. Josh Akogi getting little bits and pieces of action. He is what they call the 11th man, the uh, the dreaded 11th man status on a team. I suppose 12th man could be even worse. Man, lots of people got in this game. 504, 504, 504. Of course, there's the most emptying the bench during the course of time here. Jake Lehman seeing action and doing nothing. He was a plus 8, and that's it. He was a plus 8. Didn't even get a rebound. Yeah, it's kind of sad, but true. Nathan Knight with a couple of rebounds. I know, i got to stop calling him that. But obviously not the feature presentation of the show. The Wolves shot the lights out throughout the game, 54%. Oklahoma City's defense stinks, and their offense stinks. So it's like, I don't know. <laughs> their offense really does stink. It's the worst in the league. Wolves have the best offense in the NBA. Number one scoring offense in the NBA. What do you think of that? And now we're actually making three-pointers again. 22 three-pointers out of 47 for just under 47% from the floor. Felt like a million bucks. It's one of those games, in fact, it's one of those weeks in a lot of ways. You know, when games are like this, there isn't all that much to say in terms of, like, it was just a wonderful feeling. And I, I, I don't know, we were hitting our shots. We were executing time and time again and just were a way, way better team than the opponent time and time again. It was just a wonderful week and also... I gotta mention a hundred thousand times here because it's only fair. Every one of these teams, well, it's only two teams, but in all of these games, the teams were shorthanded for one reason or another. Josh Giddy, guys like that, no Wiggins. Um, I don't know why they're listing players twice. That's weird. But yeah, Josh, <laughs> Josh Giddy and Aaron Wiggins, Derek Favors, guys like that were all missing for Oklahoma. SGA, obviously, the best player on that club and played fantastic, but they're definitely in rebuilding mode. And they have about 450 uh, first-round picks coming in the next, like, 6, 7, 8 to 10 years. So, one of these days, Oklahoma City is going to be, like, insane. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Kind of like Philadelphia, in a way, but probably better, actually, how Philadelphia went from nothing to everything suddenly. How uh, It was like, just just be patient. They, they sucked forever, and they, had, and they kept accumulating draft picks, and then eventually became a pretty good team. So, don't be surprised if something similar happens with OKC in the next, uh, you know, the next three to five years. I think Oklahoma City is going to be really good. Uh, but not today. But not today. <laughs> fun, fun night, though, for Minnesota. Makes you feel great. Get your beef and cheddars and all that good stuff. Even if they're annoyed to see you at Arby's because all you're there for is a free sandwich. I know they're probably like, gee, that's that's cute. But... Well, it's it's the deal you guys agreed with. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. Portland Trailblazers, I thought the Wolves were screwed because we've sucked so bad in these back-to-backs. Like, say, we won. We won the last game, but now and then we come back and we screw it up and lose the next time around. Sometimes it's the other way around where we lose and then we win. But we just weren't we weren't ever uh, sweeping back-to-backs. We were like the worst team ever, basically. Like Minnesota Twins in the playoffs are bad. That kind of bad. Carl Anthony Towns only had 36 points in this one. And the Wolves only won by... Well, we didn't win by as much. There's only 14. That actually sucks. Come on, guys. You're, you're screwing around here. Stop it. Okay, sorry. Yeah, they did kind of screw around the first half, but that's okay. A 46-point third quarter is going to get things going in the right direction, and it pretty much did that. Wolves uh, rotation a bit, a bit tighter in this game because it was a bit tighter of a basketball game. But it was fun nonetheless. It's because of guys like Anthony Simmons took off. He just literally took off. 38 points from the floor. 9 of 17 from downtown. He was just catching and shooting and catching and shooting and catching and shooting and and and, and making him. He wasn't just shooting. He was making him. Ben McLemore somehow got to the line seven times, at, uh, well, for seven free throws anyway, and made all of them. 
as did Anthony Simons, Simmons, Simons, whatever the heck you say. <sighs> Interesting. Drew Eubanks was not impressive against Carl Anthony Towns, but who really has been this year? Carl's having his, his he's, he's having his best season as a pro. And I'm saying that kind of confidently. I'm saying that confidently without, like, going all crazy about it either. Somebody called Trendon Watford actually had a pretty nice game. He had a whopping 10 rebounds uh, defensively with 14 total. Even had four assists added on board. Eubanks ended up falling out because Carl Anthony Towns just kind of, you know, beat the crap out of him. <laughs> is it okay to say? 13 of 17 from the floor. Carl Anthony Towns is only misses. So this is going the opposite. He's an anti-Malik Beasley in this game. He, he, he hates Malik Beasley. At least his stats tell you that. <laughs> and I know this actually is not common for Carl Anthony Towns. 13 of 17 from the floor, right? So Carl Anthony Towns was perfect. Perfect inside of the arc. And he missed all of his three-pointers. He missed all four of them, which is really rare, considering he's a three-point champion. And he probably could have been multiple times. They finally put him on the damn thing. Uh, because, well, they just finally did. And it's just funny. All of his shots inside of the arc went in. So he was 13 of 13 inside the arc because Eubanks was getting the crap beat out of him. Colonel Anthony Towns went up at three blocks. Kevin Garnett would be proud with this one. 36, 15, and 5. Definitely not Garnett numbers in terms of the 36, but 15 and 5, very common for Kevin Garnett. More like 22-23 with Kevin, usually offensively, because he just wasn't an offensive guy as much as Carl Anthony Towns is, or Kevin Love in his prime. Jalen Noel Noel was matching Simons a bit out there, Simmons Simons. 18 of, excuse me, 8 of 13, 4 of 7 from downtown, 22 points. It was fun to see Jalen Noel be that spark plug he can be. It's kind of like a different hero off the bench every night. Nas Reed, this was easily his weakest game because he only attempted two shots and had limited minutes. It was mostly because Carl was just kicking ass. But uh, Nas Reed, again, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves centers in this game. Perfect from the floor. 15 of 15. And you're not said, here I come. Now, if only we could do that against the Phoenix Suns in Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals or Game 7 of the NBA Finals against the Miami Heat or Milwaukee Bucks or something, or the Brooklyn Nets, who may very well end up in that position. I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets or Philadelphia gets to the finals this year. I don't think it's going to be Miami. Miami in the NBA Finals again? Eh, come on. Come on. They're, they're, they're just not. Jimmy Butler will come up with a hangnail and tell us how tough he is. That's what's going to happen. He's going to tell us how tough he is with his hangnail, and then he's going to miss it. He's going to force up a shot with a triple team on him with a guy standing under the basket while trailing by one. That's Jimmy Butler. That's why I call him the butthead, because that's what he is. <clears throat> I'm not bitter, though. Uh, okay, so what the heck is, what is up with all these weird anomalies? See, it's one of those games, you watch the game, but then you come back and look at the statistics, and you're just blown away how weird they are. This is weird. It, it happened again. It, it happened again. What's up with Malik Beasley? He's a strange guy. So 5 of 10 from the floor, right? 4 of 9 from downtown. Okay, yeah, it did not happen again. <laughs> well, he attempted only one two-pointer and he made it. Okay, I was going to say he missed it, but I would have been wrong because I'm stupid. Hey, he missed a free throw, which is funny. But he barely, he, he narrowly, he narrowly escaped only making threes, which is kind of funny. And we'll get back to that again. Carl Thay Towns only made twos. Malik Beasley only making threes. This and that, and Malik Beasley also got ejected, getting up in the face of a certain big man on Portland, Mr. Eubanks. I call him Devin. It's Drew. Drew Eubanks getting up in his face for no real reason, I, I don't think. So sometimes some of this stuff you just don't really know. Maybe I'm just a dummy. Uh, dummy. I don't really pay attention when I should, but um, I don't know. And I can understand frustrations boiling over in a game, even when it's, like, not that scary of a game. Um, it was interesting. Nonetheless, I mean, I've gotten pissed off at people before also. Maybe just the way they just kind of behave. I don't know. Maybe they throw in little cheap shots that no one else sees, and it gets on your nerves. <laughs> I mean, I had a guy elbowing me in the thigh over and over and over, and it got really old, where it was, like, invisible. You couldn't see it. He's one of those guys that kind of, he knows little tricks, and it, it drives you crazy. It's cheap crap. It really is. But I'll digress back to where I need to be. Vanderbilt's been playing with an injury off and on during the cards of this week, but he's been playing through it, so good for him, I suppose. Jaden McDaniels continues to just be fun as hell to watch. 16 points in the game, and he's making almost half of his threes. The Wolves just scorching the net. 
throughout the course of this week. This actually wasn't that spectacular, 15 to 37, but we'll take it. 40% from downtown, and Arby's, generally speaking, with the way things have been going in the NBA, they may want to say 16 or something for the We Have the Threes uh, coupon, unless they just want to give away beef and cheddars every, every time the Wolves play, <laughs> because it's just how the NBA is nowadays. Play, play Portland again, both in target center. You go from Saturday to Monday, 124.81. Literally, like, there's, like, nobody there for Portland. It was just, like, it was like going into work on Christmas or something, or Christmas Eve. It's like there's just nobody there, uh, at least in terms of Portland, which probably was annoying as hell for the people out there. It's fun to get more playing time. I'm sure they enjoyed that. These these other players, like Keon Johnson, Brandon Williams, ended up leading the club in scoring. I mean, Brandon Williams, huh? Well, Brandon Williams at 27 points, so good for him. But... It's kind of like how it is. Elijah Hughes, guys like that getting minutes. Because there wasn't even, there's no Lillard, there's no Nurkic, there's no Eric Bledsoe, there's no Anthony Simons, Simmons, Simmons, Simons, Josh, Josh Hart, guys like that, all getting playing time. Carl Anthony Towns did what he does again, just kind of waltzing right through the club. And then Nas Reed with a beautiful double-double in the game. Not falling out, not getting ejected like, like uh, Malik Beasley did last time around, getting ejected. Um, shot poorly did Beasley, but still went up at 19 points. But it took 16 shots to get there. And 5 of 14 from the floor. It's just funny, because if, if you want to nitpick guys for having a meh game in a in an in a absolute blowout, like 43-point victory, I guess you can look at uh, Malik Beasley in this case. He was not, not so hot. Neither was Jaden McDaniels. Patrick Beverly didn't shoot well, but he did everything else incredibly well. Fun to watch, um, and just the, like the way he times everything, like when he's blocking somebody's shot, or he's uh, the way he's getting in front of people, or making other players better. It's just fun to watch. Jordan McLaughlin as well, very solid. Josh Kogi, twenty minutes off the bench, good for him. Prince didn't shoot well. This and that. Noel wasn't all that aggressive. Jake Lehman, wow, <laughs> seven rebounds in the game for Jake Lehman because he played the whole fourth quarter in a blowout. A blowout. One of six from the floor. Couldn't make anything. But uh, good for him. One of getting seven rebounds, which has got to be a season high for the poor guy since he never plays anymore uh, for obvious reasons. There's young talent like McDaniels, Vanderbilt, guys like that, Nas Reed. All, the, all those guys need to and deserve to play. So, I mean, it kind of is what it is, unfortunately. So, and it's still no Anthony Edwards. It's like one of those games where... You know, Carl Anthony Towns obviously was the best player on the floor. It's safe to say, 27 points, and he was efficient and all that. But it didn't take... It, it, it was just, you know, it kind of was what it was. And you could tell Vanderbilt's hurt. Obviously, limited minutes. He's not the same, unfortunately. He hasn't been rebounding the ball. Uh, it's crazy how even Carl Anthony Towns has been so inconsistent with rebounding, except for this week or so. He's not even averaging 10 rebounds a game. Like, nobody on the Wolves roster is averaging 10 rebounds a game, which is kind of funny. Uh, I think that's a strange number to, to think about. But this was just a game where things went well, and you just kind of sit back and enjoy as a Timberwolves fan in the target center or at home. Uh, we didn't even shoot well in this game. It's just funny. Yeah, we still won by 43. That's how bad Portland was. They only managed 81 points. I mean, 40, 41% from the floor, 30% from downtown. So, but we, got to, we attempted 44 free throws. We didn't get to the line 44 times. <laughs> but we attempted 44 free throws. So, And even Carl struggled at the line. He should have had 30 in this game, but he missed five free throws. Huh. That's just kind of weird. Killed our free throw percentage. We were at 80%. It would have been 90 if he actually made a couple, but a couple more. But an overall thorough butt-kicking, a nice little thrashing. It's not fun being on the other side of these, but teams like Memphis have been on the side of both of these this season, which is funny. The Wolves uh, thrashed Memphis, and then it was like two weeks later, they absolutely obliterated somebody. I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Vince Germano's Lakers. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm actually literally blanking on who it was. I think it was, like, a, a, uh, one of those L.A. teams, like the Clippers or Lakers. I can't remember who it was. Um, but let's move on. I apologize for my strange behavior. It's just kind of a ho-hum, put your feet up and enjoy. 30-point win. It's just, that's what kind of week this was. And, man, it felt good. And Beasley set an NBA record in terms of the most three-pointers made without uh, attempting without attempting a uh, another shot. 
without attempting a non-three-pointer, basically. 11 three-pointers made. Franchise record for any player in, the, in Timberwolves history to make in a game, 11. 33 points, so 11 shots attempted. 11 shots attempted from the floor, 33 points. So again, that tells you zero two-pointers attempted one way or another. Uh, insane. Crazy number. Uh, it's It just shows you. <laughs> there was a lot of catch and shoots in this game. A couple of where it was like a dribble, fake, and then release. But uh, 11 of 17 is insane. That's, you know, in the 60s. It's absolutely crazy. 43% for the team. So other guys did not shoot particularly well. Jalen Noel, didn't. Uh, he missed all three of his. Carl Anthony Towns didn't attempt a three in the game. Crazy. Uh, smart, though. Smart, though, to, to rest. Carl Anthony Towns, what's the point of, like, overusing him? 29 minutes. Only attempted four shots. Five shots, pardon me. Kind of funny. Um... It was just a chill game, but at least he still got his 11 rebounds, so that helps Nazarene. Really nice numbers off the bench. He just had an amazing week off the bench, did Nazarene. But, again, he got those extra minutes. He got, uh, well, not really extra minutes necessarily, but he got extra opportunities. Uh, the other team missing so many shots, you're going to get some rebounds, which is something this team has needed help with for quite a while. Torian Prince, another awesome week. 17 points in this game. He had a generally good week, except his uh, last game with Portland, the 1-6. Uh, Patrick Beverly, so nice to have him in the mix, generally speaking, but he was not active in this game. Beverly, another one of those, you know, nagging things that pops up with him, and John, Jared Vanderbilt also did not play. So again, that's where why you see Anthony Edwards and Malik Beasley in the starting lineup to go with Jaden McDaniels. So, it kind of helped uh, Beasley set his NBA record. The most three-pointers made without attempting a uh, two-pointer. So, pretty damn crazy. Kind of a cool anomaly of a statistic. But we'll take it. 33 points. The Lone Wolf Award for this week, it's going to be a tie. Carl Anthony Townsend, Malik Beasley. Beasley may have claimed it, but the technical foul messed it up. In fact, I was actually not going to give it to him at all. But when you set an NBA record and you have a night like this, and he had an overall really good week, generally speaking, I think he deserves... Uh, a tie with Carl Anthony Towns, which again might be crazy. Carl, generally speaking, it's not even close. He's the Lone Wolf Award winner for 2022. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much a spoiler for State of the Timberwolves 2022. You can already guess. So, he, unless something crazy happens and Anthony Edwards averages 40 points a game or something, which I guess is not completely impossible, but very unlikely. Um, nice to see Josh Jacoby getting some minutes. McLaughlin's been what he's been, solid out there. He's not a great shooter, but he has some good moments. There was a funny moment in the Oklahoma City game where McLaughlin was going up for a layup after getting a steal, and there were guys cleaning the floor. They were, like, cleaning the floor from sweat or whatever, spill, something like that. Look, yeah, it must have been a sweat, a sweat or something on the ground. They were out there drying up the floor with those big pads, whatever, and they're still in the way, and McLaughlin missed the layup. It was kind of funny. So, yeah, <laughs> that was a funny uh, shacked in a fool type moment, you could call it, in the uh, <laughs> in the second Oklahoma City game. Some of the notes for this week and such, uh, it was, again, the first game win streak since 2004. We were killing mosquitoes with an axe. Axe, yep. Uh, Bill Simmons said, also interesting here, that Bill Simmons, of course, the big Celtics guy on ESPN, <laughs> says that he's heard that the NBA, and I guess a lot of you have heard this, but you might as well, you know, hear me say it too, I guess. Um, he hears, he's heard that the NBA is planning to expand to Seattle and Vegas. Okay, so that, that's good news for a lot of us that were afraid the Wolves could move to Seattle or Vegas with the whole Target Center, you know, being one of the bottom arenas in the NBA in terms of revenue and all that because just the way it's built and its ancient history and all that, uh, despite the hundreds of millions of dollars put into it to fix it up, uh, it's kind of sad when you think about that, but it is what it is. With those two added Western teams, because obviously Vegas and Seattle aren't going to play in the Eastern Conference. Like, duh. With those two added Western teams, guess who's moving to the East in that situation? The Minnesota Timberwolves, and we'd move to that Central Division with Chicago, Milwaukee, Indiana, which would be a very regional deal, and a lot of you that work in the morning, earlier in the morning, would appreciate that. I, I'm sure, because a lot of people complain about, oh, those West Coast games and all that. I personally like them because I'm a second shift guy. But I understand your feeling. Chicago-Milwaukee, I mean, that's classic. That's classic. It's kind of like, you know, the NHL, the Wild with, you know, the Blackhawks and the St. Louis Blues and teams like that instead of, you know, teams like San Jose and Vancouver and such. Yeah, Vancouver and such. So it'll be kind of cool. More regional Midwestern clubs 
uh, coming to Minnesota and us visiting them. Another thing, too, the Scoop Podcast with uh, Darren Doogie Wolfson, of course, locally. Channel 5 and all that, but he also does the Scoop Podcast and Score North and all that because uh, he, he gets the scoop. He's one of those guys who gets the scoop, those inside stories about trades and such. Uh, Glenn Taylor was asked about, so is it still on course? Uh, you know, there's the sale still on course for December 23 with, uh, you know, Alex Rodriguez and our, our other friend as well. <laughs> um, Mark Laurie, I'm almost blanking, but luckily I didn't have to... Yeah. Sometimes I just get weird. Um, he was asked, is everything still on course for December 2023 to make it short? And Glenn Taylor says, probably. And it's like, probably? What, what do you mean probably? Not, 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 not just a simple, oh, yeah, yep, everything's on course. So that's interesting. Um, Darren then followed up with a question of, which is, you know, like a question that would make a lot of sense. So does that mean it's coming faster or, or is it going to take longer? And he said it could go either way. So maybe, maybe it will go faster. I personally doubt it because it's a lot of money. So we'll see. And maybe it's just Glenn Taylor being a cynic, kind of like me. Like when people tell you they're going to do this and you're just like, yeah, sure, okay. You know, like, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll cross that bridge when we get there. That might be what Glenn Taylor's doing, but I don't know. And I already talked about the uh, whole situation with uh, Malik Beasley. Uh, with the 11 threes, is the most, again, it was the... Uh, most scored by a player. Yeah, it was the most points scored by a player via threes. Yeah, so that makes sense as well. 11. Via threes only, so 11 and all that. So it all kind of comes together. Anthony Edwards did have 10 total threes in a game earlier this season, which was the previous franchise record. So we've set the franchise record twice this season with uh, Edwards and now, well, Ant, as most people like to call him. And now Threesley, I guess, is his new nickname because <laughs> he's getting a lot of threes. That's adorable. Uh, the Johnny Flynn Memorial... For this episode, it's just going to go to uh, the other teams for being injured. You know, it just took the fun out of it. You know, I made it too easy. It's kind of something like that. Can I really complain about Torian Prince, Jalen Noel, Jordan McLaughlin, Nasri, Jaja Kogi? Can I really complain about Denzel Russell? No. <laughs> Denzel Russell was probably the weakest starter, other than maybe uh, Jared Vanderbilt's injury and uh, unable to get done with his rebounds. So maybe I'll go with that. Jared Vanderbilt's uh, injury and unable to get double-digit rebounds. So it's a bummer. It sucks. I believe it's a quad injury. That's what the talk is, and that's going to impede your mobility and impede everything, you, you know, because you need some mobility to be able to get a rebound. When you're reading a ball off a rim, you be able to, you got to have that quick step to get to the ball. Uh, you know, that's how a guy like the Dennis Rodman, who was like six foot eight, was able to out-rebound De- uh, David Robinson and Patrick Ewing and guys like that. That's how, you know, obviously positioning and uh, being able to get there. And a quad injury is going to bleep that up in a big way. So, uh, speedy recovery, Jared Vanderbilt. It's not you getting the uh, Johnny Flynn. It's the uh, the injury itself. Because, uh, man, man, I love Jared Vanderbilt. With that said, we'll take a quick break and preview four games coming up. And, unfortunately, it's different teams this time. So, oh man. back here on segment number two. Time to preview four games, if humanly possible. We open things up here tonight with the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Freegan Magic and the Florida Two-Step, just like the old Texas Two-Step. Amway Center. Amway still exists. One of those stupid scams, you know, where it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah, it still exists. The products are good. The products are actually kind of good, but yeah, I don't like that pyramid scheme crap and you got to sell, 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 sell and oh, we're all a family. Until until you decide you don't really want to do this anymore, then they kick, then they like cut you out of their life for the rest of time. What what kind of family is that? <laughs> what a bunch of phony balonies. Yeah, I wouldn't join Namway if they paid me. Yeah, well, with that because they would, but yeah, <laughs> I don't like that kind of stuff. I'm not a salesperson. Jalen Suggs ankle. Jonathan Isaac torn ACL in 1983. He's still not playing. So come on, Jonathan. You're like my favorite player, but. That's, again, I'm going to keep saying it, what I hate about the NBA. Every every injury in the NBA that's significant takes twice as long as every other sport. You're telling me a guy that has an ACL 
or an Achilles tendon can come back in August in the NFL. Like, say, if somebody had an ACL right now, uh, or ACL in, yeah, let's say an ACL, like, late in the season, like November, December, right, in the NFL, can come back in August and are ready to go for training camp, or at least September. But in the, like, like say, Joe Burrow last year in the NFL, like, like a year and a half ago now, can come back in, in the NBA, a guy gets hurt in to July 2020, and he's still not playing in, on March 11, 2022. I mean, I, I don't understand. The NFL. The NFL. Do you know what the NFL is? It's uh, it, it's not touch football. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> I know mobility is important in every sport, including hockey. Just imagine hockey players, how they come back. Think of all the pressure on those knees when they're skating and the contact and all that. So I don't get it. I don't understand. Jalen Suggs' ankle and Jonathan Isaac, because it's not just Jonathan Isaac, it's everybody. <sighs> could we possibly get swept by Orlando this this year? Yeah, yeah, we could. We lost 115-97 to 97 in Target Center to the Orlando Magic, which drew the ire of our head coach, who is doing an unbelievable job and needs to be extended with his team with a five-year extension, as far as I'm concerned. Keep Chris Finch as long as you can. Keep him as long as you can. He is the best coach on this team since since at least Flip Saunders' first tenure, and quite possibly he will go down as the best coach to rules history. Quite possibly. Uh, I like his approach more than Flip's. Sorry, I, I just do. Um, and I don't necessarily like a billion three-pointers, but that's not necessarily what Chris Finch is all about. That was more like Ryan Saunders. <clears throat> Shoot threes when it's a smart attempt, but uh, also utilize your big men. With Ryan Saunders, it's like, okay, our center is uh, going to be uh, Jane McDaniels. Okay, our center is going to be Anthony Edwards for like 10 minutes. Like, what are you doing, man? So, stuff like that. Uh, Orlando's 2-3 and three in their last five. Pardon the, pardon the sound, because obviously my wife has to get going for work. Uh, Indiana Pacers, they lost 122-104. to 104. They beat Toronto. Interesting. 103-97 in Toronto. Impressive, Orlando. Crushed by Memphis, 124-96. Barely, barely lost to Phoenix, 102-99. Almost had him. Almost. Two of Vince Carter's teams later in his career when I liked Vince Carter a lot more than earlier because he wasn't about himself as much. He was much more of a team player by then. <coughs> uh, New Orleans Pelicans, they beat them 108-102 to in New Orleans, putting the uh, lemon and the tomato juice, of course, in New Orleans with the little uh, cocktail shrimp uh, as well on the side of the glass. Uh, yeah. Orlando is crappy in almost every statistic, but they're just a pain in the butt to play against. And if Jonathan Isaac was healthy, I think they'd be pretty dangerous. Good player. Damn good player. 28th in points versus the Wolves. Number one in the league. 22nd in rebounds. 28th in field goal percentage. Free throw percentage is kind of like who cares, but it's good to be eighth place, I guess. 28th from three. They suck there for some reason. They don't get a whole lot of steals. 26th in the league. 16th in blocks. Assist to turnover, 22nd in the league. They're, they turn the ball over a lot in turnovers per game, 27th in the league. Uh, the Wolves need to take care of business against this club, and I believe we can. Um, I believe the Wolves can beat uh, beat the uh, Orlando Magic. Uh, Malik Beasley used to play for Florida State, so Seminoles and all that good stuff. Coming to the science, uh, Sunshine State, as they call it, uh, according to the Associated Press, as he's going there. Yeah, they're 17 and 50. They've not been good, and it's still called the Amway Center. Unless I'm seeing something wrong, uh, should be a fun game. Six o'clock again. A lot of you that like those East Coast games a lot more than the West Coast ones, enjoy. You know, you get to start your, uh, you get to have this like right around supper time, as they call it, in the in the good old days. <sighs> Boy, it's it's a yeah. Suggs has been yeah. Suggs is the ankle situation. Cole Anthony has been. A killer for us in the past. He's a good player. He's a good fantasy player, too. Wendell Carter Jr. can be a force at times with the, the rebounding and the inside game. I like inside type players, if you hadn't noticed. Gary Harris, so occasionally he gets hot and he's been he's killed us in the past. Terrence Ross occasionally explodes, but his numbers have not been good this year. Under 40% from the floor. Marco Fultz, is he playing again? Finally? Is he finally playing again? I think he is. Yeah, they said the first time in like two years. So four games. This isn't just an anomaly. He is finally playing again. Again, another guy who had an ACL two years ago. And he's finally playing. Doesn't that, isn't that too much? Like, doesn't that just kill a guy's career being out that long? Because 
Obviously, you have to get all ready to go again, used to playing again, and all that. Used to action. Doesn't that kill you? You know, you can practice until the cows come home, but I don't know. I don't think that's good. and It's sad, obviously. You know, it's, it's super depressing. The Wolves should be able to beat this team. It's just, historically, they haven't been able to do it. I would hate to see the win streak come to an end tonight. I do think the Wolves get their sevens win in a row. I think the Wolves beat the Orlando Magic. Because there's a scenario popping up that's making a lot more sense, unfortunately. Uh, for one way or another, however you look at it. Uh, Franz Wagner, obviously, is a nice player. He's good from the floor. Averaging 15 and a half a game and all that. I think the Wolves get the job done. We end up winning the game. Final score along the likes of not super high scoring, but I guess kind of. Wolves should be able to take care of business. Final score 114-108. Fairly close game, but the Wolves end up winning. Malik Beasley continues his hot streak and reaches 30 points in the game. Wolves end up winning this one in the Sunshine State and all that. And then we play the Miami Heat, who are not a great team, but they're a good team. <laughs> they're a good team. They're 44-23. and 23. They're better than us a little bit. Not by a whole lot, which is crazy. Jimmy Butler illness as of March the 9th, whatever that means. If he doesn't play, I think the Wolves can win it back-to-back again and win our eighth game in a row. We did beat the Heat 113-101. I've got a feeling, though, that the Heat win this game, unfortunately. Ah, what the heck. They have won three out of their last five. They had a three-game win streak. March 2nd, 120 to 101 loss in Milwaukee. Oh, excuse me, 119. One point loss. They beat the Bucks, or Brooklyn Nets, pardon me, in Brooklyn, 113 107. They beat Philadelphia, 99 to 82. Wow. They wall up Houston, 123 106, and then an epic battle with Phoenix that it wasn't a really good game, 101 to 90, with no Jimmy Butthead not showing up when they needed him most. Phoenix Suns have already clinched the division. We'll talk about them next week. 53 13, 40 games of a 500. Winning percentage, 803. 803. Wow. Heads and shoulders above everybody else. Nine wins ahead of the Miami Heat. And eight wins ahead of the second place Memphis Grizzlies in the Western Conference. Memphis Grizzlies, second place. But a team that the Wolves could could possibly beat in a series. <laughs> Which will draw the ire of uh, Wayne Hunt, I'm sure, for me saying that. Miami's 30th in the league in block shots. They just don't do it. The Wolves are third. Number one in the league in three-point percentage. Number one, numero uno. 17th in points, 17th in rebounds. Okay, that's funny. 6th in assists. Turnovers per game were tied right on the button with Miami. The Wolves at 25th in the league. I think the Heat beat the Timberwolves, unfortunately. Final score along the likes of... Mm, not the best game. It's going to be like 108-100, to 100, something like that. 108-99. I think the Heat beat the Wolves in a fairly low-scoring game. Leading score will be D'Angelo Russell, but the Wolves do not end up winning the game. Unfortunately, D'Angelo Russell, 25 points. Not going to be a high-scoring type of a night, but maybe I'm totally dead off. We'll see what happens. San Antonio Spurs, Fred Nott, the Wolves, Wolves win streak ends at 7, but it's going to start up again. We're not going to lose to the Spurs. Don't, don't worry. AT&T Center going into San Antonio used to be death. <laughs> used to be an absolute death, but it isn't anymore. Uh, Lonnie Walker the fourth. <laughs> I made comments about that last time around. That's a great grandson of the original Lonnie Walker. If uh, things are all adding up correctly with that, the fourth isn't that cool? Illness. I like that kind of thing where it's the same name for four generations in a row. Devin Vassell, one of my favorite players in the NBA. Uh, groin and illness combination. That sounds kind of weird. Uh, the Wolves wall up the Spurs one fifteen to tw- to ninety. Pardon me in Target Center earlier this season. It's a three game ditty. Because it's a Western Conference team that is not in our division, apparently. Uh, and how schedules fluctuate from year to year. This is the only visit in San Antonio. We come back to Target Center on April the 7th. Monday, March the 14th. In this case, Spurs 1-4 and four in their last five. Memphis crushes the Spurs 118-105, as they want to do. Spurs lose to Sacramento by 3. 115-112. They get beat by Charlotte in Charlotte. 123-117. They beat the Lakers. Oh. Vince and Stu were stewing after that, I'm sure. 117-110, as was LeBron James. My God, they're nine games under 500. Mm, but they're still going to be a huge threat for the Wolves, though, if they have to play in that that you know play-in situation. And how the heck is New Orleans in the in the in the hunt? How is New Orleans with 27 wins? God. Uh, Spurs lost 119-104 to Toronto in San Antonio. 
it's a very unfamiliar roster. Very unfamiliar. Of course, we all know who uh, uh, Dejounte Murray is. He's a nice player. He's a very nice player. Wow, he's really a good player. Actually, nine and a half assists, eight and a half rebounds, twenty and a half points. He's really good. But he's kind of he's kind of by himself. Uh, not a good three-point shooter, under thirty-two percent, but from the floor. Almost 47%. Keldon Johnson's had some good games throughout the season as well. Valuable piece. But it's mostly good role players on this roster. Caterbay's job, former Timberwolf, has played in 50 games this year for the Spurs. Of course, he's been there for about two years now. Devin Vassell banged up. A 3 and D guy, but not really hitting his shots this season. Kind of struggling. Doug McDermott, a guy who's been a sharpshooter in the past. 42% from the floor, from, from downtown, pardon me. And 46% overall. That's pretty good. Josh Richardson has been moved around and could have been a future Timberwolf about 50 times. Seems like everywhere he goes, his minutes drop. It's kind of sad. Gosh, just two years ago, Josh Richardson, or was it three years ago, during the whole Butler situation, was looked on as a better, as like like a younger version of Jimmy Butler. Now it's like, eh, not really. Uh, I'm glad the Wolves didn't trade for Thaddeus Young. I didn't really like him that much when he was here. Maybe I was an ignorant jerk, but... Just, I just didn't like him that much. It wasn't that good. Um, <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. Um, Josh Richardson, six games at the Spurs and 17 minutes. It's depressing. Wolves should be able to take care of business, and I believe we will. Uh, did I look at the numbers? The Spurs are seventh in points. They're actually, they're actually scoring points. Tenth in rebounds, fifth in field goal percentage. Thirteenth uh, tied with the Wolves from three-point range. They're the best team in the league at protecting the ball, DeJounte Murray. Good job. Best team in the league, and they're number one in assists. So, really good at moving the ball around. And, of course, they have an intelligent coach, even though he runs his big mouth sometimes about topics outside of basketball. I'll just leave that where that is. Um, <laughs> um, Wolves should be able to take care of business. So, 120 to... It's not going to be the easiest game ever, but the Wolves should be able to take care of business. 120-113, Wolves win, end up winning the game. Carl Anthony Towns leads the Wolves at 35-15. and 15. I think it's a really nice uh, night for Carl Anthony Towns. Not a whole lot of resistance inside. The Wolves take care of business and win our second out of three games here. And then we wrap up the week with the Los Angeles Lakers, who are eons and eons and eons away from winning a championship. And it's just continued friction with Russell Westbrook, who never should have been brought there in the first place. Anthony Davis gets hurt every time he walks up and down a stairwell. It's just ridiculous. The guy is worthless, man. You could pay him a billion dollars. He could put up great numbers, but miss 55 games a year. Bull crap. You know, bull crap. I'm tired of that garbage. And if I'm a Laker fan, I'm not a fan of uh, Anthony Davis right now. I'm just not. It's, it's bull crap. <laughs> I mean, LeBron James, how many injuries has he played through? And even he sometimes, it seems like, uh, you know, gets hurt way too much, and he misses a lot of games as well. But he's also in his mid to upper 30s now, so whatever. What is he, 37? And he's still averaging 29 points a game. He's the Tom Brady of the NFL. I do not think he's the GOAT, though. I think Michael Jordan's the GOAT. But uh, he's damn close. LeBron James is damn close. <laughs> he's the Tom Brady in terms of longevity and continuing, continuing to stay at a high level because of just the way he approaches the game and of course not sprinting when he doesn't have to like when you're going up and down when you're when the play stops why are you sprinting down the court that stuff like that he just walks which is wise so things like that he walks when he doesn't have you know when he when he doesn't have to sprint or run or whatever so preserves energy and he just you know Tom Brady's that kind of guy as well that's why he lasted to at 44 years of age and still was an elite quarterback in the NFL one in four, one in four in their last five are the Lakers. One hundred nine, one hundred four, lost to Dallas. One thirty two, one eleven to their cross arena rivals. One uh, the Clippers. <laughs> uh, Golden State one twenty four, one sixteen. They beat the Warriors. Okay, and of course the Warriors have been having a similar situation with guys getting hurt, and that's why teams like Phoenix and Memphis have pulled away from the Warriors a bit, which makes me smile. And I hope this is a long term thing, not just temporary. I do not want the Warriors winning another championship, like, ever again. <laughs> Unless it's a totally different roster, totally different everything. Like, you know, years and years from now. Uh, Spurs, 117-110 loss in San Antonio. And they lost to the Houston Rockets. The Lakers lost to the Houston Rockets. Get, get serious, guys. 139. They gave up 139 points. 
139, 130. Let's look at this. Let's just take a minute and look at this. Yeah, it went to OT. Yep, that's what I thought. I was like, it did. Yeah, they, they lost by nine points in the overtime period. Just got crushed. And there's nothing here. LeBron James must have paid off uh, somebody because what the heck? There's like no information about that game. What the heck? <laughs> Those New World Orders that gets. Okay, good. There it is. LeBron James triple-double in a nine-point loss to the Houston Rockets. Talk about empty stats there. <laughs> you lost to the Rockets. Gosh. And, of course, your, your best friend, Anthony Davis. I just told him, yeah. Can't stay healthy for his life, which is really annoying. Dennis Schroeder, he's on his 55th team already. He's played everywhere. He's played on everybody but the Wolves, pretty much. In <laughs> Houston... Okay, let's get back where you need to be. Russell Westbrook, 30 points, though. 30 points, though. Empty stats. Empty stats, eh, Marcus? Marcus made fun of, uh, I forgot the guy's name now. Former Chicago Bulls player, shaved head, kind of lighter skinned guy. Dang, it's years ago. You know, about 10 years ago. Empty stats. Because um, that was an old, old show, like 2010. Uh, Wolves should be able to take care of this club in Target Center. And it's just funny seeing being able to say that. Lakers can be dangerous, but they're a mess. They're an absolute mess, and Anthony Davis is what he is. Uh, he has a he has a he has a toenail contusion. Okay, I'm just kidding. I mean, he yeah, literally. Why well, he, he walked up the stairs, he got hurt. He walked down the stairs, he got hurt. He got up from bed, he got hurt. He drank a glass of water. He choked on it. Uh, you know, he burned his tongue drinking coffee. You could just go on all day. The guy gets hurt doing anything. Um, so, and he's out for a week or two. So, sorry, sorry, but I'm just being honest. Wolves are going to take care of business against this team. What were the overall stats? They are 10th in the league in scoring, 16th in rebounding. They can't make free throws at all. They turn the ball over 28th in the league. Wow. So, Wolves should be able to take care of business. Final score. These have not been high-scoring games, interestingly enough. The Lakers did win the last showing in Staples Center, uh, excuse me, Crypto.com Arena, pardon me, and that was not intentional. Wolves crushed them in L.A. much earlier in the season, and uh, 110 to 92 in Target Center. The Wolves will win the season series versus the Lakers. Final score, 110 to 100. Wolves end up getting the job done. Carl Anthony Towns, um, upper 20s, low 30s, and the Wolves get the job done versus the Lakers. So that's how things are going to go. In that case, with that, we'll take a quick break. And this time, there's a little bit of fan interaction. And it's been a longer show this week, too. It's more enjoyable. The last couple of weeks have been kind of short and not a whole lot to say as much. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Final segment. Final segment, but I'm also going to start off with this thing here. <laughs> the Vigit application. V-I-G-I-T. It's two separate words. For a referral, it's Paladino Live. Paladino Live. All one word. It's in the show description. It is basically a... It's like fantasy betting. And you've probably heard about this many times if you're a regular listener. But get on board. It's fun. Uh, social media for sports bettors. It is, of course, on Android and Apple devices. Social media for sports bettors, you can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Vigit Betting League's a month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free-to-play sportsbook, bet-free coins, win real prizes. So it's kind of like that predictor app for uh, NBC, you know, the NBC Sports Predictor app. So you can win real prizes. It's real. Betting stats, there's great information available in the Vigit Lifeline movement where the public is betting. 
So again, it is not real money wagering, but you can use it as a cheat sheet if you are going to wager. So why the heck not? Uh, uh, the referral is Paladino Live. Again, that is how you will uh, help this show that way. And also, Crypto.com, it's also an app on Android and Apple devices, just like everything else out there, I'd assume. <laughs> Trading cryptocurrency. I know some people are, like, skittish about crypto and everything. It, yeah, I mean, it's similar to the stock market. You can win, you can lose. It's not, it's not a guarantee. And anyone that says it's a guarantee is lying to you. It is not a guarantee. But So I'm going to give you the honest approach. But at the same time, it's enjoyable, and you can make money. And you don't have to invest, you know, $10,000 or whatever. You don't have to invest your 401k. You can just put little bits and pieces, bloop, 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 and they take a percentage of it. So if it's a tiny transaction, it's a tiny, 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 like, fee, like way less than a dollar. It might be 15 cents, that kind of thing. So if the fee goes up, obviously, if it's a big amount of money. Because it's a small fee, I think like 3%. So nothing that crazy, this and that. But um, it's very enjoyable. It's fun. And sometimes you can make some, some quick money on like a quick burst. So the, the thing pops up, you make some money and you get out. And, you know, it's not like day trading restrictions where you have to have a certain amount of money to be even be able to be uh, day trade without getting your account locked for 90 days. So it's nothing crazy like that either. Uh, there is uh, a link in the show description, which will... Show that I referred you and it helps the show and puts $25 in your account. So with that, let's get to the fan interaction segment, which there is a, a few this week, which is really cool. Obviously a bit here and there. The, let's see. Okay, here we go. Episode 127, Fun Rivalry. That was the most recent episode. Retweeted by Tanay and Levi out of New Zealand. Thank you guys very much. Vince Germano out of Australia and Benzo. Out of the Bronx. The Bronx. Yep. <laughs> Pretty cool. Thank you so much for the retweet. Um, and Brave the Wild, I did that too. What was I saying with Vince Germano? Vince Germano was saying, Lakers head coach of scouting. Wait a minute. No, that's his, that's his description. Okay. This is what he was saying. That's his description. Um, Because that's the bloody way it is. Not just in the NBA, but here in our league in Australia, taking threes when you don't need them. Frustrating. And I was saying, hey, man, it's the death of basketball, and you like that. Yeah, taking threes when you don't need them. Yeah, it's too much. Sometimes that kills you, actually. Um, wait a minute. Okay, episode 328. I thought that I thought that one was older. The fun rivalry, winning for the most part. 328. And the same four guys retweeted. Thank you very much, and I I really appreciate it. Tanae, Levi, Vince, and Benzo. You guys are awesome. Tanae says, winning. A word rarely used in association with the Timberwolves. How fun has this season been so far? Very fun. Uh, why is this not loading? Yeah, it's been very, 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 very fun. I uh, can't disagree with that. So, it's been fantastic. And... Yes, okay, here we go. I put up a poll, 14 votes, 100% landslide for Torian Prince. I was saying, Torian Prince keeps showing that he's a really valuable player. Should we keep him? But yes, at the right price. No, too expensive. But right now, I think he's too expensive. So, but, you know, and that's a possibility of him getting traded earlier. But the trade deadline is long gone now. Um, 100%, 100% in favor of keeping Torian Prince. Pretty cool. And then uh, Vince Germano says, remember, I told you that Skip was solid. Yeah, you did. And uh, you were right. He's a good defensive player, and he can hit those threes and drive to the basket. He's a smart, solid player. I hope the Wolves keep him. I hope the Wolves keep Torian Prince. He's valuable. He's, he's, he's not a wasted roster spot or anything crazy like that. And Benzo liked that as well. From, uh, yeah, that was a, what was I saying here? Okay, yep, this is this is the up, so I did reply to today. I thought I did. Um, went out to one today, said winning, a word rarely used to associate with the Timberwolves. How fun has this season, season been so far? And I replied with, it's been awesome. And the best part is there's no fakiness to it like last time. It was so obvious that Jimmy Butler was an ass, even when we were winning. Honest to God, I had no confidence in that team. There's just no evil vibe like that whatsoever. Yeah, because that team, you could tell they weren't going anywhere. And we had this all-in vibe on that team. And it's like, we're going to lose this series in four or five games to Houston, and that's the ceiling for the team. What, like, why are we all excited? What are we excited about? We made the playoffs. But, you know, even if it's been forever since you made the playoffs, if that's the top of your mountain is getting squashed by Houston in the first round, when Houston was really good a couple of years back, now they suck. 
it, that's not a good that's not a good mountain to, to to climb. You're wasting your time, frankly. I want to go higher, and this club can definitely go higher. Levi Brown said another great performance from the second unit, and yeah, they man like Nazari, Torian Prince, guys like that. Jordan McLaughlin, great games. Yep, yep. He was replying to Torian Prince, uh, the Torian Prince comment late last week, uh, late last Friday. Okay, I'm going to give a follow back here. Asante Dakota, eighteen sixty-two gaming on PS4. Cool. Thank you for the follow. Wizard also with a follow. The Timberwolves explosion finally getting some some followers uh, along the way because it's been it's been quiet because obviously I reset the I had to reset the Twitter because Twitter is mean and they killed the other one so that was a pain in the butt there it is uh, Levi Brown says crazy stat he, he's he's shooting the he's been shooting the lights out recently and that would be of course Emily Beasley single season franchise record for three points made yep nailed you you nailed it uh, Levi he was sharing the Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves, yep. So, so they, they do it a little different with a W going along. I put the O along when I opened up the show. And I was saying, hey, man, Florida men in Florida. Cool. Podcast booster. All right. Let's boost that podcast. <laughs> Hopefully they don't unfollow me in like three weeks like some of those do. <laughs> so that's the Twitter, at TWolvesEX, at TWolvesEX. That's going to be in the show description. Facebook.com forward slash Explosion. There he is, Wayne Hunt, and I'm very happy. Uh, this was, again, the Twitter account saying 33 points, 11 threes, the most points scored by a player in NBA history via threes only. Franchise record, Malik Beasley, five, was on fire. Yes. <laughs> Wayne Hunt, out of Sydney, Australia, and the alpha dog of the Courtside Podcast, Wayne Hunt, Vince Germano, Stu Benson, Wayne Hunt is from Sydney. Vince Germano from Wellborn, uh, Melbourne, excuse me. And Wayne Hunt, uh, Stu Benson also from Sydney. The second richest man in Sydney, apparently. So so Wayne Hunt must be the richest, right? Because he's the host of the Cold Side Podcast, which is an awesome, awesome, awesome show. He brought so many great friends into my life. Uh, unbelievable. Wayne Hunt opens things up saying, and of course Wayne Hunt is a Memphis guy, Memphis Grizzlies fan. Vince and Stewart, Los Angeles Lakers fans, and I do apologize. I'm not trying to bash on the Lakers. I, you know, I'm disappointed in them. That's all. I'm just disappointed and annoyed with how things have turned out. But hey, you did at least get one really, really damn good season and an NBA championship out of it. So, which is more than we can say. I, I wish I could have a championship too. And someday, as Vince says, Vince always says it's it's going to happen someday. You'll get your chip. I hope so. Wayne says for. All his off-court dramas last season, this is uh, about Malik Beasley, the one thing that always impressed me is he was all business on the court. Really wanted Memphis to trade for him back when he was in Denver, and I think his importance to the team is really going to shine come the playoffs, especially for that scoring punch off the bench. Yeah. Apologize, I tried not to cough to that. Good thing I had the pause button ready, but I <laughs> apologize for that. But yeah, it's uh, if, if he can play at this pace, because, I mean, yeah, when he struggles, it's a pain in the butt, but if he can play at this pace in the postseason, he'll be unbelievable, and I'm not asking for 33 points on 11 threes or anything crazy like that, but yeah, if he can be like around 18 to 20, 15, 12, like just hitting the big shots when he needs to, hitting the shots at the right time, right place, either pushing momentum or major clutch shots late in games, yeah, he could be a valuable piece where the Wolves upset somebody, even possibly a certain team that uh, would really make Wayne upset, unfortunately. It, it's a possibility. People think that the Wolves actually could beat the Memphis Grizzlies in a playoff series. Wayne may very well be whirling his eyes at the moment, and I don't blame him because Memphis is great, but the Wolves have matched up well with them this year, to be fair. Tanay out of New Zealand says, post-trade deadline, Malik found his stroke again. What an impressive performance. It reminded me of Danny Green's shooting on the Spurs, yeah, when they were actually winning the championship and such. It was pretty impressive, wasn't it? Um, and unfortunately for Green, uh, losing to Miami once and then crushing them the second year, which was not as fun for me. I like Miami more than the Spurs, but that's just a fact. Levi Brown says Malik has really turned around this season. Yep, his season, pardon me. Yeah, because he started off so bad, and he was on his way to being the Johnny Flynn Memorial. There's no way he's going to get that now. It's going to be a little tougher to pick somebody for that at this moment. I believe that's all the comments. I think it was, and I really appreciate your guys' inclusion on this week's show. Much better, and 
this time I did a better job of actually posting stuff to get people to comment on. Because if I'm silent, you guys might be thinking, oh, well, you know, so, and I understand. Um, really appreciate you guys uh, jumping on board, though, when the, when the, the posts are out there. And uh, I'll try my best to be more more active. Uh, busy schedules get in the way, and it sucks, and then I forget. I, th I think I post something, and I don't, and because I have ideas in my head, and then, and then it just doesn't happen. So my deep apologies for that. Please do write a positive rating on Apple Podcasts, uh, Audible, Stitcher, or a star rating on Spotify if you could. Really appreciate that. Don't be afraid to call into the show using the audio submission route. Simply opening up your smart device via Android or Apple, like this Samsung S22 Plus. A nice, beautiful phone. Uh, <laughs> open up any free voice recording application that's on there. Press record, treat it like a phone call. Hit stop, save it, save it, and then share it, or email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. I would then convert it into an MP3 file thanks to Zumzar with a Z.com. They uh, convert files for people, which is really cool, into an MP3 file in that case. Thank you, everybody, for a wonderful week. Hope the Wolves can continue to roll in the right direction. Maybe at least get three out of four, which would be really impressive, actually. If you can come out of this with a three and four record, that ain't bad. Uh, with that said, have a great week, take care, and we'll talk to you as the weather warms up here in the Twin Cities at the very least.